0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hi, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Doug Thornton here also from the American Vindicta to Show. And today, you know what we do. When we get together. It's the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Really glad to be with you. It's, uh, well, it might be the most popular thing that I'm involved in. I mean, look, people just love, uh, when we match minds here and we got a good show for you today. We're going to be taking a look at the Active shooter. We're going to look at, uh, John Podesta. Oh yeah. The architect of Benghazi. Another story, another time. Uh, but we're going to look at natural gas exports. Uh, we're going to look at George Soros taking over Odyssey in election interference. And I think what he's doing is illegal. But today's legal justice system, who cares? We'll take a look at the Macron assassination, uh, the third temple and a little bit about the grid. What would a discussion be without grid down? Hey, we have a sponsor here and, uh, they're night vision binoculars. Now, this is really cool. We know what night vision is. You know what binoculars are, but how about seeing deep into the night, into the darkness? with stunning clarity that you'd get in the daylight this also device also does 4k video recording you no know, whoa that's pretty amazing that got my attention when i first heard that and you can take still photos it's good for the outdoor enthusiast but you can see i've got mine and you know how i use it it ain't for outdoor enthusiasm it's for home defense and if i see the bad guy before they see me chances are i'm going to win i just love this product uh nightwatchpro.com is where you go. Nightwatchpro.com. 15% off the already low price at nightwatchpro.com. Use the coupon code 15 off. Well, Doug, glad you're with us, my friend. Um pretty amazing set of topics here. Uh dealer's choice. So I'm gonna let you decide uh which one that you'd like to start with because there's a lot going on.
1: Well, Dave, it's always good to be on with you again. Thank um, you. <laughs> you know. It's uh let's let's start with the most blatant disrespectful one. And that would be coming from the White House. They sent a happy Valentine's Day tweet out to the uh House Speaker Mike Johnson. Said roses are red, violets are blue, the border deal was crushed because of you. How quaint to make a joke about an open border where fentanyl is pouring in tens of thousands of people are potentially dying because of what's happening within the near future as statistics hold true Um, not to mention the gross amount of illegal immigrants and criminals and terrorists that come over and so the white house thinks it's it's how clever they made a little joke about it you know since biden's been in office it's estimated in the three years he's been in office that three to 5 million people have crossed this country
0: illegally since he's been here. That's what we know about. Yeah, Um, that's what we know about. I I have a little limerick too. Don't, don't think that Biden can get one up on me with limericks. Roses are red, violets are blue. Kids are being trafficked. So screw you. And, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Biden, Uh, God is going to tie a millstone around that feeble neck of yours and cast you into the lake of fire for what you've done to children, the fentanyl that's killed how many Americans leading cause of death in my state. So Doug, that's my answer on the Limbrick. And uh, uh I don't usually speak that way, but I do feel that way.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't disagree with you. Um we'll we'll move on to John Podesta, everybody's uh, favorite pedophile. Um John Podesta. All right. This is a tweet from the bias, uh, bias news. John Podesta was behind Biden's decision to pause natural gas exports so that his lobbyist brother can benefit from it. Now, here's what I got. The Biden administration climate envoy, John Podesta, it's no longer Frankenstein. It's John Podesta was behind the administration's decision to pause. U.S. liquefied natural gas exports. His brother Tony Podesta could reap the benefits as a longtime lobbyist for foreign liquid natural gas companies, including one that's founded by a Russian energy oligarch. John Podesta played a major role in ushering in the new LNG policy. Sources told the Washington free beacon at a move that is seen as a political giveaway to green energy activists in the Democratic party. Now, we're talking about people with really deep pockets and bad intentions. And there's nothing good about us pausing our liquid natural, natural gas because we're exporting and we're also importing, but we are importing way more than we're exporting. So, you know, when you pause the sale of this gas, um, places shut down for meantime. So people aren't going to get paid money. Um, this, this is going to affect our geopolitics eventually. It's going to hit us right in the pocketbooks, right in your electric bill. It already he is here in Texas. Since this happened, and I monitor my, my electric bill like a hawk now. But since this happened in December, eh, I might have paid like $300 for my electric bill. Um, January, it's now almost at $550. Whoa, for just a few weeks of this being paused. Now, Texas exports a lot of lng so do a couple other states um and, and all these states if you're in a state and your uh, electric bill is starting to rise significantly i give you exhibit a for why it's most likely happening and once again his, his brother gets the boons of this and these are sick people man they don't care about us at all so here let's move on to the next one right. um this is about Iran. So Douglas McGregor, I believe that was a general, uh what the war hawks in Washington don't understand is if we attack Iran, they will respond in kind. They will use everything at their disposal to attack us. That includes attacks in our hemisphere, through our open borders, and from agents already inside the United States. What do you make of that statement?
0: Well, we're just talking about the border crosses that have been well-positioned. With caches of weapons awaiting them. Do you remember when you were in DHS and you were up in Portland and they found these uh, three different sets of Chinese caches of weapons? Um, and that just went away, didn't it? Yeah, they found it across the country. Yeah. Yeah. It was Kentucky, Florida. I think it was Kentucky, Florida, and was it Utah or, or was it Oregon? I forget which
1: one. Oh, one of them was Oregon. Kentucky was the big one. Yeah. I don't know how many of the 50 gallon barrels that they found, but it was enough to assemble, um, several hundred AK 47s with automatic, um, selection for the fire rate. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Who, who benefits from that? Where does that go? You know, that's not going to the local gun dealership stuff. You know, that was, that was caught by CBP, by the way. So it was being transported illegally. It was found during a CBP inspection. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of a big deal. Probably not going to anyone who needs it. Um, oh, did you hear this about Iran? This is actually quite funny. Iran now declares that Antarctica is its property and direct challenge to Joe Biden and his global treaty. So now Iran owns Antarctica because they're so close to proximity. I hear you. The madness doesn't end, man. The no. madness doesn't end.
0: You know, you know right. I don't have a comment for it because it's not even worthy of a comment. It's not. It's it's a spectacle of
1: I, I don't know, entertainment at this point to watch these buffoons go back and forth. Uh moving forward, Ukrainian authorities were preparing for an assassination attempt on the French president during macron's expected visit to ukraine in france uh from france on the 24th it is alleged that this is why the french president canceled his visit to ukraine arguing that it was a security issue and now we know right now we know a certain website that's operated by ukraine that there are many journalists around the world who are on an assassination list to possibly include julian assange and also tucker carlson so the french media says that the head of the gur uh budinov worked on the operation to eliminate macron and he supervised the killers the whole plan was spoiled by the former commander-in-chief of the armed forces of ukraine which is uh Valery zulunsky who transmitted information to the french through
0: his own secured channels I can't get past what? the name Budenov. Can I tell you why? Because when I was growing up, I used to watch Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon, and the East German bad guy was Boris Badenov. <laughs> I can't get past that. And here's this clown, Budenov. Is he the mastermind behind all this?
1: That's what it's uh this media source is saying. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What do you think the ramifications would be if a European president was assassinated during the Ukrainian visit? Would they have blamed it on Russia?
0: They'd have to because uh, NATO would have to reconsider their position to support Ukraine. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. uh, Sacrifice uh, Macron because it's a false flag. I think that's what it was uh well i i don't know
1: you know if macron if they know through back channels that macron and putin and the russian administration are trying to work something out for energy which germany and france are just starving for for petroleum right now um somebody told these guys to do it that's how this works somebody somewhere says you need to do this for us otherwise i mean uh, i i can only say that they would they would probably blame it on terrorism from like hidden russian agents
0: or whatever no it'd be it'd be secret maga agents
1: well uh, being that it's in ukraine the moment this man died they would kill somebody and plant a patsy of a body that's true and have everything spun up i like guess that's, that's the way these people work because you know they're a proxy of the CIA and MI6.
0: You know, it's almost like an Archduke moment. If Macron would have been killed. Yeah. It could, could have been the excuse for World War III. I wonder Somebody. if he, I wonder how he feels if he knows he's, he was sold out. Well, he's been quiet lately. He was so. he was he was sold out, wasn't he? Well,
1: if you find the same thing out about the premier or president or whatever they're called, for Germany, and a a potential assassination also for the leader of Germany. Well, that would probably drive Germany and uh, and France into the arms of Putin.
0: I predicted a long time ago that with natural gas control that Russia had over uh, Western Europe, I thought Germany would one day leave NATO and become an ally of Russia. I said right. that back in 2014. And I'm still surprised it hasn't happened, Doug. I, I'm really surprised. Um, but it seems like these leaders, and the, the thing I couldn't have considered in 2014, the World Economic Forum and the climate change nonsense that really kind of is the reason behind this or the stated reason behind it, I couldn't have predicted that. But I'm still surprised that there has been more of a farmer's rebellion in Germany. I'm surprised there hasn't been a homeowner's rebellion in Germany over the price of energy. It's coming. It's
1: coming up. And I would not be surprised if it happened this year. And, you know, kind of go to go along with this whole world war three topic that we've been in for the past, what year now, Listen to what happened recently in Israel. So the new president of Argentina, of the Argentinian libertarian movement, uh, President Javier Millay, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, Millay, during his trip to the state of Israel, he made a visit to the Western Wall, and he called by the Jews as the Kotel and by the Muslim Arabs as the Al-Barak Wall, where he made a speech directed to the israeli authorities and foreign media also he said this in spanish now this speech uh with a high content in favor and support of israel in the face of the war in gaza because he supports what they're doing did not please the muslims but on the contrary it irritated a large part of the islamic communities and i'll tell you why what he's calling for is the construction of the temple.
0: withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com. Save eighty dollars for a short time. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from my pillow.
1: And what he said is that they should they should um construct a third temple in Jerusalem, which directly implies the destruction of the Alaska Mosque at the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, which would start kind of the Christian and, and Jewish eschatology of the Antichrist. Exactly. So, I mean, the, these are predicted by in the book of Daniel's, predicted in Revelations by John on the Isle of Patmos. Um, I don't know if anyone else that's a world leader has agreed with him on this, but I know he's also a recent convert to Judaism. So, you know, I, he doesn't have any authority, obviously. Um, there, but to be the first guy to start to support it. And he also, I think this was last week before he made this, like when he first landed in Israel, he is moving now their embassy up, which I believe is in Tel Aviv. Um, and he's moving it to Jerusalem. And I don't know how many other countries have done that, but that's a huge slap in the face of the Arabs and to the modern world who doesn't want Israel to be restored in any term of fashion. Um, so, you know, it's not that we should always pray for Israel, but we should not wish for uh, the judgment of the Lord to come so fast. That's kind of like not a good thing in the Bible to, to wish for something like that, but this would be prophecy being fulfilled for the Jews, um, which just, you know, for me, it kind of shows me how close we really are to the return of the master and how close we really are to the beginning of the rule of the Antichrist. If you look at this from a a technocratic uh, mindset, I would say, based off speculation, that within the next two to three years, we're going to be even closer than we have ever been for everyone on the face of the earth to be able to look at a phone, at a device of some kind, and see the projection of the Antichrist all at once, which we know Revelation 12, 13, 14, that's when the Antichrist comes on, the beast system, the all the beast nations have joined together, and uh, everyone bows down and worships or they get crushed, right? So, man, we're close. What What do you think about that?
0: Well, Trump has even supported the Third Temple, and that's a concern for me. I don't approve of it, because I know what it, where it's going. But I do think you're right, and, um, you know, I'm not convinced we're headed to the Tribulation, but the evidence is mounting.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have what appears to be prophecies of the Bible, from the Old Testament and the New Testament that are being fulfilled in Israel in the Middle East. And um you know I'm not putting all my my eggs in one basket here, but it sure does feel like we're getting close to some sort of a big international incident, maybe like a world war, um, where you would have the quote man of peace come on scene and put a stop to it. And then the construction of the third temple. And then he walks in, he declares himself God on earth. The uh, abomination of desolation is then fulfilled. And we know the rest of the story.
0: What would this is a big step? The leader in Argentina is just all over the map. You know, I think he's, you know, he was, what was he? A comedian. Um, I think he's playing a role. I think he's an actor. He goes to the World Economic Forum and rips them for their fascist, socialist ways. And then he's doing this kind of stuff. And he's all over the place.
1: Yeah, I, I have my, my reservations about him. Sometimes, and I know you and I have talked about this, sometimes I feel like he was installed um to eventually help usher in the BRICS nations in South America. They're almost completely taking over South America, but one of their deep water ports that they now have access to is China's access to Peru. So Argentina would be another very big access, but what drives them towards the BRICS nation would be whatever betrayal comes from the Western countries. And at this rate, we can almost rely on the Biden administration and NATO doing the wrong thing to drive our allies into the arms of what would appear to be our enemies. All right. So moving forward, let's talk about the the topic you and I are kind of concerned about. Super left-leaning billionaire, George Soros, (laughs) Is preparing to take a huge stake in Odyssey, America's second largest radio company, with its more than 220 stations nationwide. Uh, the New York Post reported Wednesday citing court filings and sources close to the matter. The Soros Fund Management has, according to the report, bought $400 million in debt of Odyssey. The Post reported that the bankruptcy filings and that The radio giant filed for bankruptcy protection in January with close to $2 billion in debt. Try to go $2 billion in debt, ladies and gentlemen, and see if George Soros will come bail you out. Probably won't. The the Post also acknowledged that an insider close to the situation, who's reportedly a a Republican, said that uh, Soros may be buying the big stake to exert a greater influence as November elections would start to draw near.
0: What else? What else could it be?
1: Well, I mean, look what the guy did in 2020. He funded all of the riots. So we can almost expect that he'll fund the next series of riots and he'll capture the majority of the radio stations that people listen to. And they're probably not going to be playing Tucker Carlson on repeat, right? So, and, you know, people are swayed by comments of other people. Um, What a year for discernment this is. What a year to really decide whose side am I on. Am I on America's side, the America, the American people, we the people, or am I going to continue to vote for the politicians who want to enslave us, destroy our nation, uh, destroy our constitutional rights, and overall become our overlords. And this affects you and I. This affects guys and, and what we're doing right now. We won't be allowed on the stations we're already on should Soros continue with this. And we've also heard that in yeah. YouTube and yeah. other social media.
0: W- well, that YouTube is getting rid of people X left and right. right. Um, like me, no strikes. And because I'm on the wrong political side of the fence, I'm gone. Um, I, I would say this about Soros. First of all, he's taken over Odyssey. He's taken a 40% share, which makes him the majority older. And I believe 200 stations or thereabouts, roughly 200 stations are involved. Uh, so he can make a big dent in the spreading of news, but here's the thing. It's radio and not social media. Social media is a lot more powerful today than radio. So, you know, I, I think that when he acquired clear channel, um, I, I think he had a lot more influence on what was played on radio than now. Well, the, the biggest enemy
1: to radio stations is, of course, social media, Twitter mainly or X, whatever it calls itself. And, um, you know, I, my, I'm still up in the air, buddy Elon Musk. And where his political alliance is, I don't, I don't really know what holds sway for Musk's future, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So if he continues to rail against the, 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 uh, the Biden administration, I'll, I'll, you know, clap in favor of it, but I still always watch Musk and what he does. Um, because I think he's, he's so in love with, you know, computers. Uh, and he, he, even if he does not understand what he's doing is helping to create technology that the B system will be using. Um, we have to keep our eye on it, but once again,
0: you know, Um, it, 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 it's going to be interesting. It's not Musk. I worry about with the B system, Doug, um, it's it's the cbdc that's going to be the b system and he's not really involved in cbdc not directly
1: yeah i mean he's uh you know he's talked about creating his own currency before to combat these other currencies yeah. that are yeah he, w- he want he
0: wants twitter to become a bank
1: exactly yeah that's true would that would that be a bad thing Would that with all the different apps that are like that these these small banking apps would twitter becoming a bank necessarily be a bad thing or would it be a good thing what's what's your judgment on that
0: the federal reserve would never let it happen not in this country it would have to be offshore and you'd have to pay off someone in the bahamas you know to do this doug so um I think it's a pipe dream. I think he was probably, you know, speculating out loud. Uh, I don't see this being a real deal. I mean, Bitcoin is Bitcoin's doing okay, but they're struggling. And the reason they're struggling is because they know well, they're trying to close their, their loopholes because they know the big banks are coming after them. The SEC is coming after them. Um, because what will CBDC be? It'll be essentially blockchain bitcoin crypto technology and the government wants it all so i you know i i don't know where that's going but here here's the deal musk will not be opening a bank i almost wish he would and have a hell of a lot better banking than the fdic let me give you a fact about the fdic 0.7 percent of the funds on uh, are necessary excuse me the FTC has 0.7% of the funds they would need to reimburse all accounts, 0.7%. And in 2014 at Brisbane, uh, this is, remember, and this is the aftermath of the uh, credit swap derivatives nonsense from 2009, but they established a pecking order. Who gets paid first when a bank fails? And they said the credit swap derivatives crowd. Well, that money will be gone before they even get through that group. So, people, you need to hear me clearly on this, and this is why, you know, I do ads for Noble Gold—not just because they're good, but the Dodd-Frank Law 2010 says that when you put your money in the bank, you're screwed because they own it. The only reason they let you have it is so you keep putting more of your money in the bank, and uh, you're just you're declared to be an unsecured creditor. And so, as these banks begin to fail, people, your FDIC doesn't mean jack squat. You're going to get nothing. Your best case scenario. Is maybe you're going to get a bail in and get 10, 20 cents on the dollar. That's the best you can hope for when the poop hits the fan. So Doug, that's my two cents on this. And I don't think Musk can get around the regulatory blocks that he would face to have a bank on Twitter.
1: What, what's the updates on CBDC? Where are we standing right now with that? Are they able well, to They're going,
0: they're going it? under, they're going underground with it. Um, they're trying to do it by default. Uh, rather than the Federal, the Federal Reserve has come out and says, we're not doing CBDC. And they may be telling you the truth, but I think it's also a psyop. They're trying to get the people to relax because Citibank has already begun to convert many of their accounts into tokens. That's a step towards CBDC. The other thing that's going on is FedNow payment and the FedNow payment. Remember, they came across with this last year. And they said, no more waiting period. You can cash a check on the weekend, and you won't have to wait. And they try to make it a convenience issue. But it, what it really does is it centralizes all currency transactions, like the ACH system that we have. It centralizes all of that under one house so they can make smooth payments. That's one step away from getting total control of every account. Right. The token is, and, and on the other side, like, citibank jp morgan they're going heavily into tokenization of many of their accounts so they're just they're just converting and they're doing it but the people have relaxed because we thought originally it was going to be the federal reserve and it's not happening in the federal reserve it's happening in the private sector the only participant in the federal sector is the Fed Now Coin system, where they're going to basically get control over all finance, since that's how payments are generated. So then, what is
1: truly the creature from Jekyll Island at this point?
0: Well, that's a good analogy. I like that because uh, when, when Ed wrote that book, um, he was absolutely right that they were gaining control over all banking in the United States. And, 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 so the analogy you're making that you're inferring here is really accurate because of the fact that, um, CBDC will take control of all finance. And I'm going to give you an example where this was beta tested because people want to know where it's going. And I say, well, we already know where it's going. Uh, Justin Trudeau did this with the, uh, the, Can- the Canadian trucker strike. Anyone who was involved in the strike, they lost all their money in the bank. Anybody who gave the truckers a pizza or a $20 donation, they lost all their money in the bank. Now the courts are starting to attack this in Canada now, and some of the people are beginning to see a return of their funds, but that wasn't the goal. They really weren't after the people's funds. They wanted to see if they could get away with it. They wanted to see, it was a beta test. Uh, for CBD seizure. Let me give you an example. Pat Wood told this story on my show, and I think you'll find this interesting. And he told this to me about five years ago. Google and their friends brought CBDC to China. And he told the story of this lady that he had interviewed from China, and she had said some things that were disparaging on uh, social media but she didn't really direct it at the government but the government was so paranoid they took it as an insult so these eight men in black show up at her apartment she's freaked out she serves them tea and she says look i had a bad day that day i was venting against everything i don't mean anything towards our government i love the party blah 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 and they left and they she thought she was okay the next day her travel permit on public transportation was revoked on that same day she's kicked out of her university uh, three days later, she got a notification that she was going to be evicted from her state-owned apartment. You get the idea. They basically just canceled her life. And that started in China with Google really setting up a CBDC system, I believe, to work through the bugs for the one that they're going to bring to the West. Now, Europe is a lot farther along than we are right now. The European parliaments, um well, the, the, the fly in the ointment it was Brexit when the U.K. got out of uh, uh, the European Union's banking system with Brexit. Uh, but the rest of the countries are tied to this uh, lateralization of currencies under one house called the EU, and the EU is being tokenized right now the same way Citibank is doing it. But they're a lot farther along than we are. Um, eventually, you won't be dealing in euro dollars American dollars or or even uh, whatever currency you, you want to say, the yen, whatever it would be, you're going to be dealing in tokens, and that's the beginning of CBDC. But here's what a lot of people don't realize, and I've done some interviews with Clay Clark on this. In fact, I talked about this at Clay's conference. The idea that you're in the CBD system means that if you say something like that Chinese lady, you do anything, They don't like you. They don't want, they don't like what you stand for. You're a MAGA person, whatever it would be. They could take all your money. And you know what it reminds me of? You remember the early Puritans when, you know, John Bradford and all these, they would banish people who didn't go along with their religious interpretation and they'd throw them out into the forest in the winter where they could die of exposure, be killed by Indians. Uh, it was basically a death sentence. This is effectively what CBDC will do. It will strip everyone of all ownership of anything. And when, when Harari of the WEF said this, Doug, he said, you will own nothing and love it. This is exactly what they're talking about.
1: So, I mean, that includes how you pay taxes, your mortgage, your marriage license.
0: Well, it, pay it even goes, pay off debts, it, it goes farther
1: licenses. than that.
0: Let, let's say that you've got a lag in an economic area okay, I don't care what the area is, okay, but you got a lag in an economic area, they can move your funds into that area to bolster it. In other words, it'd be like, right now, the analogy would be stealing money out of your bank account to shore up a stock that's failing on the stock exchange. That's effectively what they'll do.
1: Funny that you mentioned that, because Congress gave itself the power in a state of emergency that they can drain all assets that are on the Internet of Things. So the stock markets, your 401K, I mean, they, they can touch your Roth IRA that they're not supposed to be able to. They can touch your bank account, your savings account, your check. Your social account. security. They can take it all, anything that's an available asset. I remember reading the bill. Anything that's an available asset, and they can wage it against the national debt and and render you an IOU. Right. I mean, how many people will that put out overnight? And here's another thing. Now in California, and I believe it's it's what Congress eventually is going to pass. Other states are going to pass it, too. They want the ability to track any purchase of firearms and ammunition. If you use a debit card or a credit card, so it'll get tracked, it'll get put into a data system. All right these data systems are monitored by who and for what reason right it's kind of like the same same way like anytime you go to purchase a weapon you're filling out information for the FBI to do a background check on you well they know what you're buying they're going to get the serial number of what you're buying they're going to get everything that you bought because that gun gets tied to you and that's why obama had tried to create a law so that you could not sell a weapon via cash without going to a police department and then having an exchange in in front of the police department and and a a writ a piece of paper that was a, a technical receipt that says, for this amount, this person is now purchasing this weapon from this person and, you know, approved, stamped, and then cataloged by your local municipality, sheriff, whomever. You know, when people in the government say that we don't track your firearms, that is a blatant lie yeah the biggest and it's a laugh too of course they are and now they want the banks to track it this is what this reminds me of january 6th federal government is trying to find anybody who was there for january 6th well how'd they go about doing it i wonder oh that's right facebook did it facebook did it facebook found everybody because of the uh, the ai that's on facebook and the ability to match your face with pictures so you know in the totality of circumstances that we are facing we see a a future scenario where you have a government that can exert with its total power total control and if they can't make you do something Then they'll cancel you. They'll cancel your person, your straw person that that is your purchasing power. They'll cancel that. They'll deny you access to your bank because the federal government controls it, and it's just one switch away, and poof, you're off, you're gone. You can't buy, sell, or trade. Sound familiar?
0: Yeah. I even think it's going to go farther than that, Doug. Uh, And I do agree it's going to land, land in the lap of buy, sell, or trade. I agree. But turn in your guns. This is where it will go. You don't turn in your guns, you don't eat. Um, you won't have a place to live. Turn in your guns. And this is why they're using the banks to track, because they control the banks, and the banks that are going to be doing it are the parent companies for the credit cards that you'd be used to track you. Uh, but let me tell you where I think it's going to go, though. I don't think it's going to stop there. They're going to get the guns, and why would they want to take the guns? Well, there were 16 genocides in the 20th century as studied by the University of Hawaii Democide Project, and all 16 genocides were preceded by gun confiscation. And I think where this is going is that they don't want a bunch of useless eaters. You know, I think they'll pacify people for a while with universal basic income, you know, just stay home, don't do anything, but AI has replaced your job, you have nothing to do, stay home. But these people are Fabian socialists, and that's one of the five pillars of modern sociology. And the fundamental belief, as expressed by the founder, Herbert Spencer, said that if you don't put more into society than you take out, then you should be done away with. And that's a quote from Herbert Spencer. And I think eventually what they're going to do, once they have the guns, once they have basically tranquilized the people with universal basic income, and AI is in effect and transhumanism for them is moving forward, Useless eater human beings will be exterminated in large numbers. And if that's not the case, then ask yourself this question, people. Why is it so many globalists are actively calling for a 90% reduction in the human population? John Kerry said it in October, and he said it again about three weeks ago, that we need to move with all due speed to depopulate. And that was covered in one of our... uh one of our intel
1: reports so you can go back guys and you can watch that one it has to do with john Kerry. um you know this reminds me of what happened in ukraine in the midst of fighting this epic war against russia zelensky invites more or less the military industrial complex of america of the world of the west To come to Ukraine to build their weapons of war and to harness whatever they need there in Ukraine. And also he started up the, uh, the, um, this new ID act where everything is, you know, on your phone, on an app. And so is your inoculations, your bank account, your, uh, your birth certificate, any license, your wedding certificate, everything that could be linked to you is now on this one application and they want to mandate it. Well, most likely the ukrainians didn't come up with that all on their own most likely they were shown what to do and what to install because that's what america does and uh, we get proxy countries to start a program and we monitor it we observe it we tinker with it kind of like what we did with vietnam and then from there we decide do we want to move forward with this here in the united states is it working how's the populace reacting to it it's a big scientific experiment. You know, more or less, that's what it is.
0: Uh, I agree with you. Uh, it's a lot of psyop associated with it too, but I go back to the Bible too for my conclusion about genocide uh, being an eventual goal. Uh, if Jesus didn't return the second time, no flesh would be left alive. And, and this is where this is headed. There's no question.
1: He doesn't come
0: back to give hugs.
1: Yeah, Jesus says, I come back with a sword to divide, to divide the sheep from the goats and to wage war on the enemies of the throne.
0: Why do you think so many on this planet that are evil are working so hard on super soldier programs? They know know what's coming, Doug. And they're bunkers. bunkers. They're bunkers.
1: When you have this picture of the elites moving around the world to areas that are not readily accessible to the common person, these small chains of islands and whatnot. What do they all do when they get there? They buy these big, luxurious mansions, but then they dig down into the earth. And prophecy says that one day they will cry out for the rocks to fall on them and to hide them from the face of the Lamb. I mean, once again, man, it's a cool time. Prophecies is being fulfilled left and right if you know where to look. Let's move on to Israel real quick. Israel is expanding their war in all directions with hospital raids, strikes in the north, strikes on Rafah. Egyptian officials are now threatening war if Israel continues on this path. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promised to continue advancing through Gaza onto Rafah as Israeli special forces raided a Gaza hospital. And the IDF conducted more artillery strikes against Hezbollah uh, units in the north. The Egyptian parliamentarian Mustafa Bakri told the media that Cairo was considering breaking the U.S.-brokered peace deal established in 1979 if Israel moved on Rafa. Dia Roshan, which is the chairman of the Egyptian State Information Service, the SIS, warned Israel that Egypt will go far beyond ambassadorial expulsion if Israel threatens Egypt's borders or eliminates Palestine, adding that Egypt has the means that enable it to defend its national security and its lands. And we have the Arab League, which is their chief, Ahmed Abul Gate in Egypt, warned Israelis that the latest peace talks in Cairo that relations with Jordan and Egypt were now under threat. And this is why it matters. Israel's war is expanding in all directions with a promise that they will not stop until Hamas is completely annihilated. That's right. Rafa is on the border with Egypt, and two senior Egyptian officials have offered the specter of war. Egypt just upgraded defense ties with Turkey yesterday and signed a deal to receive Turkish drones. If Egypt yes. gets involved... Turkey could be implicated as a supporting nation. Additionally, Egypt hosts the headquarters of and leads the Arab League. While the League is not a military alliance, having its leadership get involved in a war on behalf of one of its minor members could result in more member states getting involved, and it appears to be on the precipice of another full-scale region-wide war in the Middle East. And this would be a significant war of magnitude. It would spread very quickly.
0: How quickly would that war spread to Europe? Overnight. I don't think it would take a week. I don't disagree with you. All right, let's move on to the grid. Okay. So,
1: and this is coming from the domestic sit rep. Um, The grid cannot keep up with new power demands from AI and data. According to the Boston Consulting Group, electricity consumption from large U.S. data centers is expected to triple to 390 terawatt hours by the end of the decade, making up 7.5% of projected U.S. energy demand. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman said that new artificial intelligence technology requires way more energy in the world than we thought we needed before.
0: <laughs> so much for climate change, Doug. <laughs> oh
1: Yeah, right. Oh, uh, God. Williams Company's CEO, Alan Armstrong, has said that the demand for liquid natural gas, LNG, is just cranking up very fast, one to keep up with growing demand from data center loads and the electrification that's going on. This is this is part of a west coast to east coast, north to south connection of all the energy transformation centers. And not only that, but telecommunications is one of the leading things right now that was uh established by the Biden administration that they want nationwide connection with telecommunications so that's a really big government contract then we have the grid policy ceo and the former uh FERC chair john willinghoff said that bad power quality due to sudden surges or sags and in voltage increases the chances of dangerous incidents like fires in a myriad of communities myriad means thousands of thousands from chicago to houston and this is why it matters. Stagnant power generation capacity and degraded grid infrastructure are very unlikely to handle significant load decreases from electric vehicle manufacturing, charging infrastructure, and the exploding demand from data centers. Some utilities are reversing course on coal and LNG power plant closures to make up for increasing demand. The utilities are also planning new construction of fossil fuel plants, including Sandow Lakes Energy Company in Austin, Texas. Still, these new plants aren't expected to come online until 2028 increasing the chance of disruptions as the U.S. power grids deal with significantly increased short-term demand. Of course, 2028, a little bit closer to 2030. I still think 2030 is the year when everything is going to break loose. That seems to be the WEF and the, and the NATO and UN and New World Order plan, 2030. And whatever gets us there, is going to be on the table right now. I yeah.
0: They're in a hurry because they know about the tribulation seven year period. So they are speeding things up. But the thing is, is can they accomplish it? I, I, <laughs> we had agenda 21 forever because the 21st century is supposed to be the rollout of all this. They're already 24 years behind, actually 30 years behind. So I question whether or not they can really do it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, prophecy says a, uh, you know, the beast system will be worldwide. So I can only expect that they'll get it done however they get it done. And it may only last for a little bit. So let's end with this. Um, and then we can speculate. Um, currently in UK and in Poland, we have heavy, heavy military reinforcements by the rural British army which is heading to Poland as NATO forces carry out the biggest operations since the Cold War to prepare for a possible conflict with Russia. Around 600 British trucks were packed onto two vast cargo vessels bound for Europe, along with 1,500 troops, which will head down to Poland. Um, this came out after Ukrainian intelligence spotted a 60-kilometer-long train with equipment of the Russian army heading to the current front line in eastern Ukraine.
0: The West is determined to have this war, aren't they? Doug, I lost you. You're muted.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, this is uh, the biggest movement from NATO in a long time. I'm not sure what Putin has in plan for all of this. But we know that the president of Poland has, is almost begging to get into some sort of a conflict with Russia. Um, you know, recently when Putin had that conversation with Tucker Carlson, it was kind of all over the place. And obviously there was a lot of opinions there, um, that Putin gave, but Tucker was not obviously able to ask the questions that he wanted to so putin gave us an hour and a half long speech about why russia's decisions to be in ukraine was there valid or not it doesn't matter they're there but putin says constantly we don't want war with the west and he refers to them as partners our partners in the west we don't want war with them we don't want war in poland we don't want war with the uk but we're also not afraid not to go to war. So let's talk about Putin and potential war in Europe. Are we still thinking that 2024 may be the jumping off point for this war?
0: Yeah, I am, but I think it's going to come in the form of a false flag. How? False flag on who's in? Uh, It'll be triggered by the West, and Putin will get the blame. Well, it's not like somebody has well, we dug told... Doug, Doug, before we go on, we almost had that with the Macron assassination attempt. That could have been the Archduke moment right there that could have set the world off into war.
1: Well, uh, last year they tried to assassinate
0: Putin. Yeah. And
1: almost succeeded. They just got the wrong person, wrong car. Um, you know, they, they're trying to take out the uh, the hierarchy also within Putin's uh, military command. And I don't know, can Putin trust his own oligarchs?
0: As long as they're making money. You remember, they took him off the shelf for 10 days, probably, what, 12 years ago, I think it was. Um, in fact, I even did a milk carton with Putin's face on it saying, call 1-800-KREMLIN if you find Putin, because he was gone for about 10 days. And I'm sure they had a stern talking to, straighten this out or you are done. And and I think that, to answer your question, the it's like the deep state here. The oligarchs are the Russian deep state.
1: Well, and we know that they're also controlled by the CIA to some extent.
0: Uh, only in their international finance. I don't think they've made much penetration into Russia. I'm not saying they haven't made any. But Russia is a fairly closed society, Doug. It's not like America where you can basically penetrate anything you want. Well,
1: the internet is secured by them. Um, YouTube is banned in Russia because of YouTube. Um, so I, I wager if war broke out, you may see immediate arrests of oligarchs and their families. Now that may be an arrest or it may be a staged arrest to move these people underground or to one secured area. And then Putin gets to have a conversation with them that they're probably going to regret. I, um, I would, I would say that Putin, it, because he has such a high following. I mean, he is very well liked in Russia, very well liked by his populace. Uh, you, you would, you would be having a hard time. Should you try to overthrow Putin the way the West tried with overthrowing Maduro and Venezuela? Well, now, I can see
0: an exception to that. And I'll tell you why I say that. I could see the World Economic Forum and their friends throwing all kinds of money at the oligarchs to get rid of him. You could have a place in this new world order. Just join us. Get rid of Putin. Kumbaya. You'll make a lot of money. What I'm not saying that's that? going to happen. I could see it happening. What
1: um, destroys that is the BRICS nations and any of their interested allies who have not been approved, but who have, um, they've applied to be a part of the BRICS if they all dumped the uh, the American
0: dollar. I agree, but here, here's the deal, though, Doug. Um, you don't have to stop the BRICS movement if you're the World Economic Forum or the UN. You just simply have to co-opt it. You just have to take it over in some fashion. We're almost out of time, so quickly tell us how to follow you. we got 15 seconds. Hey, The American
1: Vindictive Show is back on YouTube. Hello, everybody. Baby's out of the corner. You can also follow me over <laughs> in Rumble and at GSradio.net. The American okay. Vindictive Show is at 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time frame. Also, please make sure that you're following The Common Sense Show on Rumble and com and dot .tv. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. The day we get taken down, you can always find us over there.
0: That's right. The day we're taken down. I've experienced it. It's an interesting feeling. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Uh, Make sure you say your prayers every morning. Have a positive attitude. Let's take our country back. God bless.